This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to a new episode of The Low Show. I'm your host, Lo Von Room. All right, let's just jump into the shitstorm of a week, shall we? What a journey it's been. My God, this time in our world, it's filled with so much uncertainty, a lot of turmoil, and we're all just so divided. I'm recording this in my home right now. It's Wednesday, 4.30 p.m. I'm in my bedroom. Didn't sleep much last night because I was just feeling so anxious with the election, feeling a little stressed. I took a couple edibles to get my mind off things. I put on the office reruns on Netflix. My favorite episode is Jim and Pam's wedding in Niagara Falls. It's like the cutest thing. I watched that and I ended up passing out. Woke up this morning thinking there'd be a winner declared. Still don't know who the president is yet, but it is looking favorable to Joe Biden. And I will say, I'm so thankful for that. I'm relieved. I'm happy if he wins, but I still don't technically know. And by the time you're listening to this episode, we should hopefully have a winner, winner, chicken dinner. But as of now, Trump's still tweeting up a storm. They're still counting and recounting ballots, and we don't have an actual answer yet. So I have been advised, though, by different people in my team and mentors. They say never talk politics. It's polarizing. You could potentially lose listeners, followers, clients, and I'm okay with that. What I'm saying is I'm not about to play it safe to make people feel comfortable. I have my reasons for voting Democrat, but I'm never going to try to impose my belief system on you. That's not what the show is about, that's not what I'm about. And I've said it from day one, Buddha. I embrace all religions, people, belief systems on this podcast. Everybody I've got devout Christians. I have atheists. Like everyone is welcome at the low show. That's what I'm saying. And I like a little spice and flavor. It would be boring if everyone just shared the same perspective as me. You know, we need different opinions, and that's how you learn. I have close friends and family members who love Trump. They're on that Trump train with their MAGA hats. They're so into it. <laughs> but I, I'm not about to cut off friendships. And I see that happening. People cutting off friendships. I see families divided. And I just look at it from my perspective is I can't throw away a friendship or even a family member, even more so. Someone I've loved for 31 years of my life over an orange faced president with bad hair. Like I'm not going to do it. Trump's time will pass. This president will pass, you know, but I'm going to have these family members and friendships for life, in my opinion. So you have your beliefs and your ideologies. I have mine, but we should just be able to try and talk, understand each other, just have open dialogue is what I'm saying, which brings me to today's episode. I love my friend Elliot so much. We definitely share a very similar worldview. I guess we would both consider ourselves Democrat, although he's from the UK, so he's not voting in this election. But I think perspective wise, politically, we are aligned in that way. But we also have a ton of differences, many differences. And it's through our open conversations together over usually an amazing bottle of wine that we learn from each other. It's open dialogue. Elliot is a vegan, biracial, openly gay, beautifully artistic human being. And he's so authentically himself that he truly inspires me to live my truth. I mean, the guy prefers building homes for Habitat for Humanity. And I'm over here wanting a five-star resort with room service and chicken tenders. You know, we're just different people. But we love each other. We're very close. And I leave every hangout sesh with Elliot just feeling the, the purest form of joy. That's the best way I can say it. Pure joy with him. Today, I want you to take a little break from the news, the media, your Instagram feed, and just enjoy a conversation with two different human beings. Elliot and I talk about vegan life, the most incredible places to travel, Botox, colonics, Chipotle, the fact that he's never tried to cheese it before. It's a great episode, and I hope this episode just puts a smile on your face, gives you a little different perspective on things, and brings you some joy. All right, tonight I have a very special guest. He's an incredible actor, a model, a dancer. <laughs> Let me just <laughs> He's an incredible actor, a model, dancer, singer, writer, activist, and friend. You might recognize him from his lead role in the TV series Sinbad. He was Sinbad. He also played Merlin, which was like a hot prince, I believe, in the ABC series Once Upon a Time. And he starred opposite Lucy Hale in the CW show Life Sentence. Elliot also has a new podcast he's dropping into the world very soon. It's called Open Up with Elliot Knight. 
He's a brilliant creative mind. He's vegan. He's single. And he's probably the kindest human I've ever met in my life. No joke. You are. I'd say top three most genuine and loving humans I've ever encountered in the last 31 years of my miserable life. (laughs) (laughs) In a world that feels, I wrote this, in a world that feels like a bunch of Eeyores, Elliot is definitely a tigger. Please give a warm welcome to my delicious little English biscuit of a man, Mr. Elliot Knight. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I meant every word of it. You, re- you wrote all of that yourself? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a paragraph. <laughs> Look at you, Lo. You writer. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. Okay. So, Elliot, I guess we should just get on into it. Please. I, I've been so excited to talk to you. Oh, my word. Okay. Well, I was going to ask. Wait. But... Congratulations on the podcast. Thank you. I already told you this, but I'm so proud it's of I, you. I like it on record. And you are, <laughs> for everyone to know, you are crushing it. So, I'm surprised. Okay, that's all my notes for the day. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah, no, I have more notes, but they're all in my head. Oh, so we're going to okay. freaking go. Anyway, I'm um, happy to be here. Let's just start it off with how the hell are you doing, Elliot? Do you know what? Doing great. One to ten. One being, let's say, Lindsay Lohan, rehab. <laughs> ten being Mariah Carey, platinum album. Oh. Like in their, her heyday. Let's oh, just do crushing like 1997. It. Mariah Carey. Do you know what? I'm a I'm a strong eight point five. Oh, yeah. And that's relative to this like steaming heap of a year. Now is a great time, so I feel like I need to respect that by giving it a high number. Yeah, I'm glad. And I'm in like have my new place. I'm not on the street, which was you know. Oh, I like to okay. I like to give the audience a little (laughs) visual. Okay. So I'm here in Elliot's beautiful. Would we call this a loft apartment? I believe so. Okay, we're in the heart of downtown Los Angeles. The gem of LA. Well, yeah, I mean, this is a beautiful spot. It feels like your home feels like like a hot artist lives here. Well, you know what I mean? Like a hot dude who's like kind of dark at times, but creates beautiful work. Like has a canvas on the wall and just paint and and red wine. Ooh, yeah. That's what this place feels like to me. I wonder though, so as I drove here, I, I love your spot. It's one of my favorite your home is incredible thank you as i drove here though it's not my favorite city part of town to to be in (laughs) while everything's going down which is a lot a lot's going down in the world but you i feel like are at the heart of it all because you're right here downtown do you know what that is the exact reason i moved downtown really the day i signed my eye of the storm yes well i missed it i've been in la for like six six years living in here for six years and it's beautiful. The weather's great. There's opportunity. There's all these positives. But yeah. after a few years, it just starts to feel a little sterile where it's a very like organized, beautiful place. Mm. Like there's all these palm trees here that aren't native to the land. And it's like, oh, how, why? And I felt like nothing, things didn't feel as real anymore. And I grew up in a big city back home in England. Where? Where did you grow up? Birmingham. The oh, hub of Europe. Beautiful area. I know nothing about. <laughs> I can tell because you wouldn't say that yeah. if you did. No, it's, I like love it. Birmingham, there. Alabama. No, although Very I had similar. a girlfriend in school who I went to school with in Birmingham, England, who then fled the country and moved to Birmingham, Alabama. Wow. I know. I don't know if that's connected to me, but. No. I don't know about her in a while. My God. So where were you living in LA that you felt disconnected with the palm trees? Were you like in Beverly Hills, West Hollywood? Miracle Mile. Oh, great area. Great area. Lovely. A lot of cute little shops and cafes. Yes. But like after like four years of that. Too much. Well, I just like wondered, is there something else? Is there a different vibe in LA? And I wanted to feel as an actor, I have this thought that it's probably good. And as a person, I talked about this. I feel like I keep myself so comfortable and so safe a lot lot across those, like a lot more than I feel is probably that beneficial. So I was like, if I move downtown, then you're, I will see all the shit. And I did the day I signed my lease for this apartment, someone got shot with a shotgun outside the front door. Oh my God. Yes. And that's unfortunate, but a part of me was definitely like, excited because I, you're sick it's exactly what i was looking well not looking no, for but you know what i mean dark there's some energy not dark <laughs> <laughs> it's real life low you can't hide it. from it i hate it here <laughs> <laughs> i hate it so much well here i okay 
the thing that's so crazy to me is down like this apartment, this building, it's like historical. I'm not about to give your address out on the air. I mean, but but I will say it's like one of those buildings. It looks like the Tower of Terror at Disneyland. <laughs> yes, it, it yeah. does. It look it has some history to it. Oh, it's really cool. Kind of like than a, like 20 years, like Art everything Deco. else in LA. Um, oh, what's the name of that? Not the Coven. It was the Lady Gaga American Horror Story. Yes. And did you ever watch American Horror Story? Not that one. But you know what I'm talking about. Yes. They actually filmed it at a really cool hotel downtown. Somewhere. Oh, yeah. All and the cool stuff is downtown. That's the thing. I get that it's not the nicest. Well, that's what I'm saying. I know what your rent is and it's insane. But yeah. if you live downtown, I think it's, well, I thought, oh, people live downtown. It can't be expensive. No, it's it's really pricey. Yeah. It's like Beverly Hills prices to live downtown. Yeah. And I mean, it depends where you are too. Like I'm right in a spot where it's, uh, I'm like in the financial district. So it's, it's walking distance from Staples. That's it. It's the nicest of the spots you can be in downtown. That's like the most populated and has the, I guess the most gentrified, which isn't the best thing, but you know, it's that part. You go like two blocks east, boom, done. Skid Row. You're over. Yeah, I've ended up on Skid Row a couple times. Mm. It's bizarre. It's quite bizarre and upsetting and scary. Yeah, that we're looking at a beautiful city view at the top of this gorgeous building. Yeah. And just two blocks away. Just is soundproof tent. from all the yeah. protests you <laughs> yeah. hate and all the noise. I don't agree with any of the protesters. <laughs> no, I but no, but yeah, with all the BLM movement, uh -huh. now the Armenian. I'm going to be so honest i know shit's going down in armenia and i know it's bad but i haven't even delved into it i had one girlfriend and she's like my little live news feed of everything happening in the world mm -hmm. and she's always up to date on what's going on and she said oh my god lo i have so much to tell you and this was when the armenia story broke out right and everyone was like up in arms about it it's you know it's heavy stuff and she wanted to talk about it. And I just said, you know what? I don't have it in me today. I can't delve into Armenia today. I'm still just trying to get through the week. And I felt a little bad about it. But I, she had just the previous week been like, children are locked up at the borders. And I was like, whoa. And I couldn't sleep for like a couple of nights. I was like really heavy because yeah. then I started researching it and stuff. And I saw that. Yeah. And then it's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot that's being uncovered this year i think a lot's always going on but this year like a massive blanket has been pulled off of all of it blanket that's not right you can say yeah that's rug. The best. a rug a whatever nasty rug yeah i'm english it's, yeah say whatever i want to hair thinning impacts a lot of us in fact over half of us will experience hair thinning at some point in our lives it's not only common it's normal join over 1 million people who are doing something about it with nutrafol I've been recommending it to my friends and family. I take it. My mama, the queen, takes it. Queen, you love yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I recommend it to my hairstylist. I recommend it to my sister-in-law and even my niece. We range in age from like 22 to 67. They're loving it. Yeah, they are. It's a great Mother's Day gift. Oh, I love it. It's amazing. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code LOWLIFE. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code lowlife. That's Nutrafol.com promo code lowlife. That's we it. have to delve into the whole vegan thing. We don't have to. I'd love to. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not forcing it. Is it because like you don't want to be that person that's like, I'm vegan? Well, it's because I'm not that person. Oh. And it's just so easy. Hold on. What? Kind of are, though. See, this is the thing. All right, let's find. I want to give background information as to how I even know Elliot and set the scene for that. Oh, yeah. So I met Elliot years ago. And I met you in Vancouver, Canada, and you were on set with one of my close girlfriends, Miss Lucy Hale. That's right. And I went to go stay with her. She introduced me to Elliot. You guys were had a love story happening on screen. Uh, and right away, I was like, this man is awesome, and I can't wait to become close to him. In my head, I was like, man, I just want to be friends with him. He's the sweetest man ever. And Lucy spoke so highly of you. Actually, everyone that I had met on set because she took me to life sentence set. Mm -hmm. Everyone said like, have you met Elliot yet? What? I mean, yeah. The makeup, the hair, people, everyone was drinking. That makes it sound like an exciting event. It's not. Mm, it <laughs> it's actually was. Dull. It actually was. 
because everyone was freezing. I think it was, it was October. So we're right around that time. And it was very cold in Vancouver. And Lucy was like, oh, it's fucking freezing. And she has three pairs of mitts on. And, you know, you're all just sitting there in a cold room. It's it's so funny because filming a show, a lot of them film in Vancouver, but it's not glamorous at all. But everyone was that time of year. Yeah. So anyway, I finally got to meet you and everyone's miserable in a room. And in comes this ray of light. And Elliot's like, hello, nice to meet you. And you gave me a huge hug. And it was just the sweetest. Yeah. And yeah, I fell in love right then and there. Same. You're and it was babe. really nice. Oh, and then I started styling you. Oh. So I had gotten to know you a little bit. And then when you had reached out to me and said, Lo, I'd love for you to style me. I'm going to this event. And, and then you said, mm. but it has to be vegan clothes. And I'm like, sure. I, that's, I mean, I'm not going to put you, like, no leather is what I thought. Right. No meat, no leather. Right. No, no skin. Meat dress no mink. No fur. No mink. I don't even like fur. I yeah, used... I was going to say no mink like for anyone ever. Yeah. No, uh, faux fur is actually amazing now. Faux fur is great. That's a little like, it's not faux fur. But, but I'm sitting faux... on right now. Everything here is faux something. Yeah. Like the whole house. Maybe I am. But you gave me that challenge of dressing you in all vegan clothing. And I was a little nervous about it when I started to do my research. And I realized that you can't wear silk and wool mm-hmm. and a, most suits are made from silk and wool mm-hmm. and you wanted a really nice three-piece suit or that was kind of the idea and i thought oh my god what the hell am i gonna do it has to be made out of like bamboo or i don't know something <laughs> but it, I, it was I quite a challenge a, i have a suit in that closet that is made out of specifically bamboo yeah and it's amazing it is amazing. Yeah. No, it's great. I mean, but it doesn't like I exist just, everywhere. I didn't have that stuff readily available because right. I just wasn't as aware right. of those materials. Now I'm super well versed in the world of vegan clothing. It's actually incredible. Yeah. And then, well, because I know, well, I know you love animals, and that's why you're partly vegan. I yeah. think there's a other socially conscious part about it that I find to be amazing about you. And I did my research on that, too, about like fast fashion and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mind blown. I watched a documentary on YouTube and then like this quick, I think it was like an hour video and then something on Netflix. And it was about the world of fast fashion, like the Zara's, the Mm H&M's, the Forever 21's. I love me a good Zara once in a while. There's a great like Hasan Minhaj Patriot Act episode on Netflix about fast fashion. Yeah. It was nuts. Yeah. Like all of these clothes, these fast fashion clothes are made out of like whale tears and oil <laughs> and they uses like 50 gallons of water for one shitty polo. Yeah, it's crazy. It crazy. That kind of put it in perspective for me. When I saw that, I was like, and also I started paying attention because I order stuff all the time. I love like ASOS.com, mm-hmm. H&M's, all that stuff. I do a ton of online shopping. Mm. Amazon. I'm always, do you ever wear Amazon clothes? There's vegan clothes on Amazon. I don't think I've ever ordered <laughs> clothes from Amazon. Okay. Sorry, <laughs> so much judgment in my voice. It's a little bad. <laughs> I'm no, supposed like... to be that. I'm a stylist. And I'm like, I love a good bargain deal on Amazon. <laughs> no, a bargain's great. No, I have maybe one jacket once and it wasn't great. So it didn't happen again. The stuff I buy, it lasts all of one wear, which again goes into how that's so bad. Right. But I I realized when I was buying this stuff that there's little warning labels when you check out if in listeners out there, you pay attention to this. Mm. When you check out at one of these online retailers of fast fashion, it will say there may be harmful chemicals that can cause cancer, that can cause brain damage, dementia. There's like a bunch of crazy, crazy stuff, stuff yeah. that it can cause fine print. I'm so like Click, accept, yes, keep moving on. It's kind of like reading the terms of agreement for an uh, upgrade on your phone. It's kind of like that for me. But when I started really looking into it, I thought, oh, there are a lot of harmful chemicals and stuff in in the clothing I'm buying. And then I went to, I had to do a a photo shoot for a a client. And the whole theme of it was like affordable fashion. That was Mm. like a a big part of it. So they said, we want like H&M, we want affordable items and the girl needs to be relatable. <laughs> That's what they said. Well, I went to H&M to buy a couple things, but it was through the PR showroom side of it. Got so it. I got like a studio discount and all that. <gasps> Fancy. Fancy. I know people. <laughs> <laughs> but once I did that, I got an email and they said that the items that I had purchased were recalled because they were they were really harmful chemicals. Like it was, Oh, my God. It was at a point, like, I guess there's a certain amount that are acceptable that you can just click, okay. But then if it exceeds that limit, 
then it becomes when it's just glowing radioactive. Cotton. Then you got to recall it. Oh God. So now, and I know that's actually a big part of the reason why it goes into you being particular about the clothing that you buy, just being conscious about it. I, try, I mean, to be fair, I don't think I'm a guru at that part of it at all, even though I agree and you're right. I, that's something I'm learning to become more mindful about because I've definitely, fast fashion is like the thing that you know, it's everywhere, it's presented to you, especially in like this world as well, when there can be so much pressure to be on trend and because trends are changing quicker than they ever have before. Yeah. The best way to like stay on top of that and in the loop is to invest in fast fashion because you never get left behind. But like your health and the well-being of many people does get left behind but you don't see it. And so it's not really as much of an immediate concern for most people, which mm. sucks. Yeah. And I feel like that's similar for a lot of the food consumption, especially in Western culture. I sound like a professor, but okay, here's the thing. In Western culture, no, in like, this is my journey with vegan stuff. And before all the furniture and fabric and all of this stuff, I feel like the... The way that the industry works, especially in like America is such a big country. And I basically, I had this thought years ago. I was like, wouldn't it be cool to exist in part of a renewable cycle of life? Whatever mm -hmm. that means. Wouldn't it be cool if the things you do nourish the things that nourish you in return? That feels great. If that was accessible Little circle to you. of life. Exactly. Why Natural. would you not enter into that if you had the opportunity to? And that was around the time I started considering being like, vegetarian or trying cutting out things that involved unnecessary killing or slaughter or raising of life just to be killed. I'm like, if an animal is just there and not being farmed and lives and dies and then there's a carcass, yes, that it's resourceful to make the most of that and harvest it for energy in whatever way, eat it, do whatever you want. But to create an industry around the raising and killing of like living beings just for something that's not so you can have a hamburger. You don't need hamburgers. It's not you're not going to die if you don't have a hamburger. Mm. You seem to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I had the most amazing burger before I got here. <laughs> I know, but thank you for not judging me for my meat eating ways. Listen, I don't think judgment ever leads to any kind of progress or um, the coming together of society. So I try and leave it out the door. How many years have you been vegan? It's about to be eight years. Eight years of no meat in your diet. I have definitely accidentally eaten meat a couple times in eight years, for sure. But the thing is, I don't, I've grew up eating meat my whole life. It doesn't repulse me. I just make the empowered choice to not do it because I don't believe that I have to. And there's, yeah, I can be part of something else that seems a lot better for the environment, the planet, animals, and other people. I'm like, Sold. What are we doing? I feel you on that. Are you going to go vegan? Absolutely not. <laughs> I, I tried, Elliot. I tried. I gained weight. I got like sure. acne. Hey, it doesn't mean what you're healthy. Hell? You got acne? Yeah. What were you eating? A lot of peanut butter. Oh. A lot of, <laughs> I had a lot of uh... peanut butter, a lot of bread with no flour or uh, no eggs in it. Like, I had like, well, special... that sounds terrible. It was the worst. Actually, and I ate a ton of Cheez Its. Cheez-Its? Cheez-Its. Pardon? They're vegan. Mm. I'm pretty sure they are. You should be worried if something's called a Cheez-It. You've never had a Cheez-It? it doesn't cheese have it? cheese in it. What's a Cheez-It? Hold, wait, hold on. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You've been in the United States of America <laughs> for how long? You've never had a Cheez-It. It doesn't matter how many times you say it. I'm bringing a picture. Do you know what Baby Bell is? The Yeah, amazing cheese. The little cheeses. Is that what a Cheez-It is? No. A cheese it is a it's a sounds like a it's a cheese cracker, if you will, a tiny little cracker that's like the size of, I guess, a little bigger than a fingernail. And it no, it sounds gross, but they're so good. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. have a sharp cheddar flavor. Sharp. Oh, my God. Cheddar. <laughs> what are you salivating? <laughs> <laughs> they're so good. That's so gross. They're amazing. Just dripping at the mouth. <laughs> Oh my I'm God. so upset that you haven't had one. I'm going to go bring you some. I'm scared to look at whatever you're about to show You've me. You've never had this delicious baked snack cracker. Oh, I've seen those. I've never bought that in my life and I never would. That looks like it's full of all the unhealthy. This is 100% real cheese on it. They're incredible. It did give me a little bit of acne and well, yeah. I gained some LBs. And probably after. some other stuff you'll figure out in like sure. 10 to 20 years. <laughs> 
And uh, my doctor told me that I had to have a meat diet. He said, listen, I know you want to try the whole vegan thing. I did want to. I dated a guy uh, who was super vegan. Mm. Oh, I you or the doctor? What? Who dated some? You oh, did. I did. Okay. I, I, I dated. Say it's a very like forthcoming story from the blood doctor. Oh no, I dated someone okay. who was vegan. Right. No vegetarian, and then turned to vegan. Ooh. And I remember, oh my god, I used to sneak meat into his diet all the time. <gasps> I know. Low. I know. No. I'd make him meatballs and be like, "Do they taste great? Like they're made from soybean. It's like fresh from the butcher. <laughs> fresh beef." Did, did he tell? Did, did no. No, and that's why she never well, sometimes found like, I feel sick, and I'm like, whatever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. I know. Now I think back, and I'm like, dang. Yeah. But, but this was also like seven years ago. Okay. So I feel like the whole vegan movement, being, being vegetarian, I was like, that's like me saying, like, I study Kabbalah. Like, yeah, it's like not, it's, it's definitely not become a trend, especially where we are. It's very trendy, and it's, yeah. uh, I didn't. Every, and every time, and I just didn't, I didn't really go into the whole uh vegan shopping and stuff and i was i'm going to the grocery store i'm getting my meatballs that i want to eat and i'm gonna just i even made him shrimp and i'm like don't they look really like oh they look shrimp never light shrimp they look so real and i'm like it's crazy little that... sea aliens <laughs> yeah. why would anyone even want to catch one mm. awful they're mm. oh my ceviche have you we... never had ceviche what is ceviche oh mijo ceviche <laughs> you chop up the tramp you chop it up. You add cebolla, onion, cilantro, little lemon, and the so you take this oh, raw shrimp. So attracted to you right now. You take the raw shrimp and then you cover it in lemon, and you let the acidity from the lemon juice cook the shrimp. Oh my god! I'm looking at my chops. <laughs> you need to stop because drooling. I'm so excited. Couch. So you and you let the and then all the flavors from the onion and the cilantro and everything come in. Then the garlic, salt, pepper. You can add tomato. And wait, weren't we gonna cook tonight? Oh, we were. Yeah. Well, now I'm hungry and disappointed that we yeah. didn't have any. Can we have a dinner date? Yes. Okay, oh, great. and I'd love to cook vegetarian or vegan. I, I now Do, know. Well, I now know not to trust you yeah, with that. I don't know. <laughs> but um, oh, so now I... like a, a good zucchini noodle, I'm down. Or like any type of pasta made with noodle or uh, made with vegetables right. or whatever. I got food poisoning from zucchini noodles once. So no. I'll never eat them. Yeah. From a raw, this raw vegan place is opening across the street from where I lived at the time. And I was so excited for like eight months. It was opening. Then it finally opened. I ate there twice. And the second time almost killed me. Never again. I don't want your raw zucchini shit. That's how. So was it uh, violent throw up diarrhea? Not as well. No, it was more like uh, the sweats. Yes, it was more sweats. And I feel like I'm living on the outside membrane of my physical being. Yep. Jeez. Welcome. And you've never touched zucchini noodles since. No, I don't want that. See, I I don't know if I'm just like into abusive relationships oh. or what, oh. but I have that relationship with Chipotle. I oh. love Chipotle. And it just destroys you and every then... time. I'd say if you roll the dice, if I have Chipotle five times, at least four of them will be diarrhea. Oh. At, at least. And I, or Lucky and I'll feel sick. Maybe two will be like violent food poisoning. Oh, a little ecolab, perhaps. Uh, you must stop. Botulism, perhaps. <laughs> and I go in for more. I love it. I can't stop. What do you get at Chipotle? I, you can eat Chipotle. There's some vegetarian items. But I there. don't. And you're not selling it to me, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> yeah. had a, for some reason, it doesn't agree with my system. I don't know. Well, and a lot of people have said, I remember Chipotle had a huge E. coli breakout. Oh my and God. They, this is, they sent... <laughs> this is terrible. How shitty this place is and how much I love <laughs> These it. These aren't great stories. But they had a huge, this, I'm sure the audience are out there, listeners remember E. coli poisoning happening at this outbreak at Chipotle and they sent gift cards to everyone. It was like $10 to like getting people to come back in. And get some E. coli? Sure. Yeah. And they're like, we fixed the problem. Okay. The romaine lettuce was bad. The meat was having problems. There was just a lot of issues happening. What's left? Exactly. Oh, I hate this. I got a bunch of those gift cards because people were throwing them out and I got them out of the trash. And oh, I had, I think I had about like $200 worth of like Chipotle gift cards. And I went, I was fucking, I was living off Chipotle and I was in a financial place where that was very handy for me to have a little governmental assistance, if oh, you will. Yes, collect. I lost a lot of weight because I got sick a lot, but I kept going back for more. And to this day, I'm going to have Chipotle tomorrow. I'm talking about it. I no, need it. No, no. 
I must encourage, as your friend, I think I have to encourage you to maybe like, there's so many choices. That's really good. I'm going to, I know I I'm going to take you somewhere. I well, love, I, don't I love know the if it's guacamole. I'm going to take you to a place called Doomies. It is. Lois <laughs> already making a face. It's, you have known nothing about it. Is it like Chipotle? There, okay. So like it, a burrito it, place? It opened up a place next door. I think it's just Mexican, but it's Doomies is basically a vegan McDonald's or a vegan Burger King is how I oh, describe it to cool. people. So it's not a massive chain. No, there's two that I know of, one in LA and one in Toronto. Both great. The LA one is a little bit more like dingy, like we're in a band in school and let's go eat in the back green room that's like some abandoned warehouse. Yeah. Um, lovely people and the vibe. The one in Toronto on Queen Street is gorge. I used to go there all the time when I was there shooting um, American Gothic beautiful place they do like peanut butter bacon burgers Ooh. just onion rings fries with some kind of cheese stuff on it oh i'm into that it's great so they opened the one in la opened a vegan mexican place next door and i challenge you to let's try that sometime let's try it instead because i'm really i'm done with you with this weird <laughs> chipotle food disorder moment that no, you seem to i just have. keep going back for more just, oh. i don't know why it's like an old comfortable fr- like an old boot it's just comfortable i know it fits <laughs> sometimes i get sick but i i roll the dice every time play a little roulette with chipotle hey i know i've said this to you I know that we're going to end up getting married one day. It's all I've been thinking about the last like 20 minutes. Wait, really? I've been waiting to say it. I can't wait for a marriage. (laughs) After all that. I'm not even kidding. (laughs) Listen, diarrhea four days out of the week. Oh, yeah. Elliot's gay, by the way, everyone. I'm outing him. (laughs) He's gay. Everyone's been waiting. No one knew. No. I mean, well, actually, I will say, yeah, people, I guess, wouldn't know. if They'll follow you on the gram and you're open there. God. You know what I think about almost every day of my life? What? Us doing the Lo and L show where we travel the world and we do things that, like, I love and you hate oh, or you love God. and I hate. And then You've it's been just wanting great. to do that. What was it? What were you talking about? The, the ass clean? What's it called? <laughs> Colonoscopy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you haven't had a colonoscopy. No, I, no, I no, no, it's not a colonoscopy. What's that? Oh, that's the inspection. A colonic. Yeah, that's colonic. the looking for colon cancer. Oh, that's different. Let's not do that together. Well, actually, let's do that. Actually, we should. We should. I check. didn't realize if you've had a. And we won't get into that. Yeah, but sorry. Anyway, colon. Uh, colonic. Colonic. Col- yes. Yeah, I'm going to take you to get a colonic. No. Yes. And then you want me to go to Kenya and build huts. <laughs> Or some shit. <laughs> I absolutely do. I want you. I it is so. But come it, to Fiji with me where I did. Do you know what I found when I was moving into this apartment room right now? What? See this? This Shark is a, tooth? No, kind of. It's a fish hook. It's a, like a Fijian. Uh, it's almost like a national symbol, I guess. But it's it's this I got for from like, what? Whaling? When I was in Fiji. <laughs> no, I guess it's, it's a big fishing uh, the nation and community. And that's part of the, the, that's the lifestyle cool. there. You anyway, got it there? Yeah, I did. It's from my when I was there when we were building the house. Okay, here's the thing, Elliot. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm so interested in the fact that you love to travel the world and you have tra- we're going back to that. You've traveled right. the world and you you love it. I aspire to be like you in that sense. I I love hearing your stories. I hear it and you said you told me one and you said you went to I think it was where Kuwait or no. so, it was <laughs> Afghanistan. <laughs> It was somewhere I'd never want to be. Okay. Where where was it? And you literally said you slept on the floor. Oh, that was in Thailand. No, was it Thailand? Yes. I mean, I went to other places. And you were like, I was eaten alive by mosquitoes. It was a yeah. Uh, I was in, I went to Vietnam. Uh, That trip, I was in Cambodia, which I did with Lucy. And then I went on my own to Thailand to an elephant sanctuary. And then I went to Vietnam for a Where habitat. did you go to build huts and homes? Uh, that one was Vietnam was a, was a habitat build. And then also Dominican Republic, Trinidad and Tobago and Fiji. That's incredible. It, like, incredible I, I feel experience. very privileged to have been able to You've, do so all of those things. In this Low and Elliot show. You yes. want me to experience those sort of things. 1,000%. And I, I went to Belize and I did lobster surveying where I learned to dive. I got my PADI certification. I'm a certified diver. Oh, wow. And that's cool. It's really cool. 
we went out in a little speedboat to a desert island, a literal desert island with a palm tree and a picnic bench and nothing wow. else. And then we would dive into the deep ocean and look for lobster. We would tickle them with little sticks and then we'd write down if they were Ooh. male or female. If they oh, were pregnant I love or lobster. Not. Make a little lobster mac and no, cheese. No, what? Oh. <laughs> Well, no. Do you know what? Weren't you capturing them to eat them? To be fair, that is what the surveying was for because they have lobster fest there in Belize. And so we were surveying different areas to see if it would be verifiable for the government to allow the season to open uh, based on whether or not there were enough lobsters in the spots that we surveyed so that they don't uh, diminish the population too much. I'm not eating lobster. Have you ever had it? No. You've never tried lobster. No, I I was already picky before I didn't eat meat or dairy. I have no desire. They boil them in hot water alive and they scream and then you eat them. I don't know. If Go it's... in and eat some fucking potatoes. You can be full in other ways. Anyway. <laughs> Licking my chops again. <laughs> You've thinking just about... been salivating this entire I, episode. That's probably one of my favorite things to eat. Lobster. I've cooked live lobster. They don't scream. I think it's the pressure going into their shell. I don't care. So good just, with butter and just. I'm sure it tastes great. I'm not denying that. A lot of people don't like lobster though because they're bottom dwellers. That means they eat through their asshole. I believe it's just they eat whatever's on the ocean floor. Oh, that's different. Which is gross to people. Like that's gross to people. Yet eating animals that literally do everything isn't gross. That's not even a vegan thing. That's just illogical. I don't get it. Agree People are so weird. I'm weird. You are weird. I mean, <laughs> I'm very weird too. <laughs> so with that. You, but yes, I would want you absolutely. I would do that. That actually sounds like something I'd want to do. Yeah, I'd love to go that. and deep that's, dive. But that's, and, that's too fun and adventurous. We do that. You want me to go and sleep in a hut. Listen to me. One of the best experiences I've ever had in my life has been going to, getting to go to Fiji and Peru and... Uh, where did we go first? Yeah, it was Dominican Republic. Is this Habitat for Humanity? Yeah, a couple of those were. Habitat for Humanity was uh, Fiji and which is this organization, I believe a Christian uh, in origin organization. They're, they do domestic builds as well in America. And there are different national habitats. Canada has one, Australia has one, where you basically build homes for families or people who are without them as the I result of, for example, like a natural disaster. or So yeah. in Fiji, there was a huge storm in this village and it destroyed this family's home. A family of four, uh, two kids and two parents who are living in what essentially to us is like a small shed. And yet that's not sad. That's only people in our society would consider that sad because we live in such... Opulence. Just compared like to excess that. and extravagance, yes. But they are so happy because they have true substance of life, which is immaterial. And I feel like so many people in the material world lack that. And it really is an incredible experience to bask in that environment and that nature. I mean, it's very easy to think of it as we're helping out people by building a home for them. And that's so gross. It's not what it is. Like, Why is that gross? You are helping people. You know, you're right. You, you are doing that. And you are, you are helping people. But I think what you realize by the end of it, or what became apparent to me is that I left with so much more than what I was able to give. Infinite, infinitely more. That's beautiful. I mean, it's true. A a really much more, a much cleaner, healthier, deeper understanding of what it means to be alive. That sounds epic, but it it is. There were kids in the village who would come every day and I cried my eyes out the day that we left. There are a couple who I considered to be my kids because they were always with me. I love them. Little Elliot. oh my god, Here. her name was Lo, Princess Lo, oh and little Pate, the little boy and girl who I was obsessed with, and they were gorgeous. I'll show you pictures afterwards. And they were just full of so much joy, and all they just would play all day and be together. They'd be in a community and connected and united, and not fighting and divided and worrying about shit that doesn't matter. And it was the most incredible experience to get to spend two weeks. One wow. of those days being my birthday, which I kept to myself and told no one it was my birthday. And it was the best birthday I've ever had because I was a human being in the world with other people. And I realized that I'm not special because it's my birthday and I'm not special because I live in America or I'm not special because I have like a dope loft apartment. None of that shit matters. Right. 
I'm special because I'm connected with these people by our humanity and it's the most incredible feeling. So you will absolutely do one of those builds and thrive. You will hate it. You will hate it. You'll hate the work and then you will love it. And when you're done, you'll miss it. I guarantee it. I don't know. Lauren <laughs> <laughs> worked so hard for that climax. Uh, and she just ripped it from the ground up. Don't know if it's for me. <laughs> kind of love a resort. Kind of love. Oh, my God. You're no- <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> worst no. human. I don't understand how anyone is going to want to even follow or listen to this podcast moving forward they're gonna be like get that devil (laughs) no that does no you're you're a walking angel and that's why i know you would love it i I, I would love it i I would love it it's it's scary to me the idea of of doing that yeah Um, yeah it listen it is i traveled on my own I didn't really think about like it. You love like you love like backpacking say, through Europe and yes. sleeping in hostels and it's maybe. An, have you ever done that? Absolutely not. Okay. There is a treasure chest. I will never. Wonder waiting for Have you. you seen Hostel? What? Exactly. Why don't we watch that? You sick motherfucker. <laughs> hostel. I, I don't. It, no. No, I will not. Oh my God, Ellie, I'm having anxiety just talking. About I can it. see you're like, that's sweating. insane <laughs> to go and just sleep in an open space like that. But do you know what you realize is that it's not insane. We, we are so, not to make this heavy, but you I'm can. going to. We are so divided as a global community more than ever right now. And when you get to do things like travel in that way, travel for the purpose of engaging with a community that's different than your own okay you get to realize that we are all one and the same in different circumstances i completely agree with that yes so there's something but i don't know if i have to submerge myself well you don't have to do that of course. an apostle no you don't you can live in glamour and glitz and love your life i'll take a connect for sure i'll take like an airbnb or whatever. I just need a closed room with a lock. Listen, if when we, I sleep, if we did this, and especially if we did this for the show, I welcome it. But you have to spend one night uh, in a tent with me. <laughs> one night, one night. There was one night in in okay in Belize when we went out on a speedboat, like five or six of us, to this shack with holes in it, with mattresses that are moth eaten and stay there. Uh, and there were two. Uh, I don't know who they were men with machine guns to protect us from pirates living living adventure uh, you loved that and we would sleep in this literal like pirates of the caribbean set but real life just cobwebs and just a shack that sat there since i don't know 1803 where was this this is in belize in the middle of the ocean somewhere and it's an incredible experience little island we're gonna do you know what we're gonna do we're gonna pop your beautiful little bubble the little sparkly moment and we're going to pop it and all this wonderful shit's going to come in and it's going to be great and then we'll blow that bubble back up and it'll be more full and more beautiful i can't wait i'm really excited (laughs) not even an effort to sound convinced I i don't know why for me for some reason even camping here in the states yeah have you been camping i have okay i have a couple times did you hate it I did. I couldn't. I didn't sleep for days. Can we go camping? Uh-huh. Wait, I have a request right here, right now. I don't care. I, I'm not going to be back anytime soon, if at all. <laughs> Can we please go camping and do an episode camping. when we're camping? Yes, like at night and just. I think people would love to hear my anxiety. I think we need to get you out in the world. For and some, do some reason, I, I don't like to be exposed. And I feel so vulnerable and exposed in a tent. It it gives me such anxiety, Ellie. You don't even understand. <laughs> I can't even breathe. <laughs> because the thought, like I sleep and my doors are locked, double locked. I have a knife on each side of my bed. That's not true. And a taser. <gasps> and I'm about to get my gun license. I just... I don't oh know. God. I need to be what protected. What are you expecting? The aliens. The worst. The, the aliens, aliens. An intruder. A rapist. And anyone. Oh. I don't know. And I've never been. Oh, my God. Knock on wood. I've never been robbed. 
or anything like that. Good. Yes, please. Yes. But for some, I have, I've had scary situations happen, but nothing with a breaking and entering. Okay. So I don't know where it stems from, but for some reason I can't sleep if the room is not locked. I got to make sure the doors are shut. I feel secure. As long as I feel secure, I can sleep like a baby. And if I'm sleeping in a tent, like if you were in there with me, then I might feel. I'll be in there with you. And you had like a knife. Sure. If it makes you feel better, we'll have. A, yeah. Like a little like pocket, but it's going to be a utility knife, not like a samurai blade. I don't want a gun. Oh, no. <laughs> to feel safe. Listen, we're going to I don't have... know. I, I, I don't know where that stems from. Why can't I feel... I don't like that vulnerable feeling of being open up to the elements or to a crazy psycho that can come into my tent and kill me. Well, I mean, that. let's not talk about that like that's not normal. Like, no one should feel comfortable with that. Right. But listen... But a lot of people can't. They don't, I don't know if they even think, what if someone comes in and tries to attack me tonight? <laughs> Like, but also, like, I don't think that happens. That's not like a regular practice of camping. It can happen, but also, like, someone could throw a Molotov cocktail through this window right now. It's not going to happen, most likely. It doesn't mean it's impossible, but neither of us have been sat here thinking what I just said at any point. True. Right? Fair enough. So that's the thing. We will be in a beautiful tent. I will bring my little speaker, which is the thing I can't live without. And we'll play some tunes, some S.G. Lewis. So good. Which is the song I was, yeah. you know, have my disco to before. We'll get some incense for you. We'll have a little weapon of your choice, but no, <laughs> not, a, not a gun, not a gun, something else. Yeah, something my taser. you actually have my to taser. put some effort into. My taser. Okay, sure. The I love taser. my taser. We will have one big sleeping bag and spoon, and we'll have some mesh at the top where you can see the stars and the sun. It'll be great. Sun, All right, moon. my man. All right, I'm going to do it. Great. And then we'll talk about it and we'll do it. Where this. do we, where? Where? I don't want to. Joshua wanna, Tree. Oh, thank God. And then Kenya. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> Elliot, baby steps. No, we'll start. Let's go do J Tree. It'll be gorgeous. A lot of people love Joshua Tree. A lot of people do. I love all of these ideas and okay. a couple of them will happen. Great. But this show, it seems so one-sided. What do you mean? Oh, no. All right. Okay. Okay. So what is it? I said I'll get a colonic with you side by side, which is so I've done it weird. with a friend. It's really That's fun. That's the weirdest thing when in the world. When you see the tubes. Do you shit next to your friends? Do you bring them into the bathroom with this you? This is a different experience. Well, it's so I've different. You it. have someone massaging your tum-tum. <laughs> we each so have our own little nurse. And you're kind of propped up, kind of like you're about to birth. And like with your legs up in the uh, little stirrup things. None of this sounds. You got the gown on, a little heating pad. But it smells. No, it doesn't. I, this is it doesn't absurd. smell at all. I don't want... Usually it smells like eucalyptus because they have little little things. I do not want a hose up my ass and some strange person I don't know rubbing my belly <laughs> while I just shit through a tube. <laughs> that you, is way too it, intimate. When you put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> the facts. Yeah. It's gross. But I will do it with you because I get that you don't want to do the shit that I would like you to do. Will you get Botox? No, it's another thing. Well, that that I would definitely I do something around that, but I don't right now. No, I wouldn't do that. Inject the poison. No, I don't want any <laughs> injections of anything. I got to think of something else because that's yeah. the equivalent. How you think of injecting your face with something, which I think is amazing. You're just ready for it. Get it. I've been doing it for since I was twenty, and you look fucking great. Thank by the you. way, for the record. You oh, I always have that day I laid my eyes on you. <laughs> Appreciate that. Ugh. But we won't do that for you. But I'm trying to think of something else that would be out of your something. comfort zone. But do you I have feel any like tattoos. No. Would you get one? Yeah, I would get a tattoo. I want some flowers. My sister, who's my favorite person in the world, her name is Saffron, which is the uh, delicious, spice of the very crocus expensive. Flower. So I would like to get a crocus flower. Um, which is for her and then a, a butterfly for my mom because she loves butterflies and butterflies make me think of her. Mariah Carey. Like on it because they're them. Mariah Carey. Butterflies. I had no idea what, what? you're talking about. Mariah Carey loves butterflies. Does she? I don't know her. 
You don't? No, I thought no. all biracial people are friends. <laughs> we meet at the meetings. Yeah. <laughs> Secret biracial meetings. <laughs> uh, no, that's her. Mariah Carey's thing is Butterfly. She's had a number one single called Butterfly. And Dream. I wasn't albums, there for it. And she has jewelry and she loves the butterflies, as do I, for her. Really? And now also your mom. Well, my mom had butterflies in her wedding dress. Like embroidered oh, into it. Yeah, loves them. And she has a very purple aura. So I want to get a purple butterfly for her and then like a crocus fly off my sister. Can I tell you a story? Yeah. Sorry. This, so many stories. So when I was in on this trip, one of the first trip I did, Peru, I was in and I'd done like, I'd done the, the volunteer thing that I was doing there, which was amazing on a wildlife sanctuary looking after the animals. My, my true What kind calling. of animals? Everything. An ocelot. Do you know what that is? Mm-mm. That's right. Because it's that incredible. An ocelot. An ocelot. It's like, it's of the feline uh, kingdom. It's uh, it's like a small looking leopard-ish. Oh, cute. Ish. Like a little leopard danger. cub. Uh, well, I don't know if they're endangered as a species, but I know that all the, all the animals on this sanctuary were under rehabilitation. So either they have become locally endangered or were threatened, threatened with extinction or like they were hurt and they needed to mm. like medical attention or anything like that. Uh, monkeys, all different kinds of monkeys. Spider monkeys are gorgeous creatures. They're so affectionate and they just sit there and like, they love to hold hands. Ew. Not ew. <laughs> I hate monkeys. No, you just haven't met the right monkeys. I promise you. They will rip your nuts off. The certain monkeys They will. are insane. They had howler monkeys there who they just script. They literally ooh, made ooh, this. Ooh, ooh. No, like. <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> That's how I would wake up every morning, like a cockerel going off. But they're 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 all great, but they're not the most fun. Spider monkeys are gorgeous creatures. They had a huge uh, uh a tiger there, a white tiger? No, a tiger. Wow, uh, that's had... cool. See, I'm into tigers. Okay, that's I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> like a dumb, doesn't make any sense. dumb American. <laughs> like my... dumb. It was the most aggressive, like hated humans animal I've ever met in my life. I was feeding it meat and it just fucking hated me and you could see it in its teeth. <laughs> Oh, I'm like, that's my animal. That's <laughs> yeah. America's animal. But to get to Kill go in with these monkey. little monkeys and they're just like jumping all around you and you're feeding them. And- <laughs> it gives me the like heebie-jeebies just thinking about those little gross monkey hands that well, touch feces. They're definitely not clean. They're filthy animals. They're not clean. And they're violent. But it was gorgeous. But no, that's, I'm glad that you helped rehabilitate the little spider monkeys. It was a life changing experience. No, yeah. And you'll have it with me for our Netflix series where we travel the world and do that would random be cool. shit. Uh, let's go to Rome. Anyway, I'll finish the story so that we can actually you know, yes. talk about other things um, or end this. Uh, so after I'd done that trip, I went to Machu Picchu because uh, I was like, when am I going to be here again? I don't know. So I went on my own. Uh, I'd had, and this was towards the end of my like two month long trip. So I was, all this stuff had happened. And this was after a breakup too. And I was in this place. So I've been doing this video diary where I was just like, I wanted to, I wanted to document how I'd felt like at the end of each day and what I've been doing and not just how each day was, but how kind of track my emotional progress of trying to get back on track, you know, and get back to myself. after. Oh, I love that. You ever been in like a relationship where the relationship becomes your identity? Yes. Great. So I'd done that. And then that had ended. I'd ended that. And I was like, I've forgotten that I'm a human and I don't know how to be an individual anymore. Anyway. So I'm walking around the square, feeling great, leaving this video diary of just like, you know, I've done this. And generally I'm really actually feeling great now. And quick context earlier in the trip, this girl and I connected and she talked about how butterflies kept appearing. She was on the trip. She just, she was recently widowed. She lost her partner. She was super young too, like 25, 26. Uh, And whenever she would think of her late husband, she would notice butterflies would just appear and be flying around. These like yellow butterflies. Um, And uh, it happened once after she told me that I saw butterflies and I looked for her and she was already looking at me and she was like, I was just thinking of him and there they are. Amazing. So this is separate, like a wow. month after I'm walking around, leaving my video diary, like, you know, and I, I'm feeling really great. And I feel like this has been a great trip. I'm so glad I did it. I, I embraced things that were uncomfortable. I've done something new and I feel like I'm really 
I'm on the right path and I'm getting back to myself. And this, and I have this on video. The second that I finish my sentence, a yellow butterfly with black spots materialized out of nowhere and landed on my goddamn finger <laughs> that was on the record button. Just like, I feel like I'm really making great change. Plop. Dead husband. And I... <laughs> He was visiting you. And I just like, that was my moment when I was like, God exists and I don't believe in God. But whatever God is. No, I don't. I don't believe in the organized religion version of God. Absolutely okay, not. Okay. We don't know. Whatever there is I that know. is, we don't know. It's impossible. We do not exist on a high enough plane to have the information. But I do believe that there is a something. I call it universe. Yeah. I was like, that's it universal power like wow i'm not saying that something manifested to make that happen but i'm saying it doesn't matter the moment happened regardless of how it happened so the that energy was created exists and yeah. for me that's proof that like universal energy is a thing you have that on film i have my reaction on film and then me saying what just happened not the butterfly because it was on my finger right insane anyway butterflies are dope i think that was my point <laughs> Oh, oh God. <laughs> I freaking love butterflies. Yes. I love them so yeah, much. No, that is, I, I totally understand what you're saying about those moments that it's hard to even explain something like that. Yeah. Where it comes from. or Yeah. And, but sometimes the beauty comes in not reaching for an explanation. I guess that's what faith is. I think we should end there. And then, um, Can I say one more thing? Yes. Do you think you they're called more butterflies because they flutter by? Oh, I never thought about that. Me either until just now. And it seems like that has to be the answer. I thought it's because their wings are like buttery. <laughs> <laughs> you hate it. I don't get that. Their wings. Have you ever felt a butterfly wing? Have you? Yeah. What? Uh -huh. Where? A bunch of times. Where? I mean, where no, not <laughs> just I happens. Mean, we all need an explanation. Where are you that they're just okay? So you can my, touch? Uh, the neighbor, my I grew the up the neighbor. My <laughs> <laughs> what's the happening? So uh, our neighbor, the neighbor I had growing up, okay, he was a botanist and okay. a professor, right, at some university. I forget where, and he collected butterflies. Okay. Hundreds of butterflies. Oh, dead butterflies. You've touched a dead butterfly wing. And a real one. Okay. Please he continue. I'm sorry. Many dead ones. I, my judgment cut you off. Let me check myself. Yeah. Judge Judy over here. <laughs> so oh, he... Icon. That's... Oh, you know who that is? You, uh, please. You don't know what she's a cheese cheez it is. Okay. <laughs> she's very different to Cheez-Its. Household name. Judy and Cheez-Its. Anyway, <laughs> he had hundreds of butterflies. He would uh, breed... I don't know, breed butterflies? Oh. I don't know what you call it. But okay. He... They were in the little cocoons and they would come out. It was incredible. Chrysalis. Uh, but what? you knew that. I didn't. Okay. What? And you've touched a butterfly wing. And this I didn't know what a chrysalis what a was. This is. Is that what? The cocoon <laughs> shell? A chrysalis is what they, yes, what they like uh, come hibernate in uh, as, oh, yeah. as a little grub. Yes. Wait, whatever they are. I call it the caterpillar sack. Or a chrysalis. <laughs> that absolutely sounds like a scrotum. Yeah. A hundred percent. Cat So I felt, so I would feel these. And by the way, our, my parents' backyard covered in butterflies. <gasps> they die quite fast. So I'm always sweeping them up. You oh. know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Because <laughs> there's so the many. genocide. They die quick. They only oh, live yeah. for a few hours. Like right. all that work. And then boop, they're yeah. done. But while they live, they're beautiful. And their wings are very soft like silk or butter. And that's why they're called butterflies. Thank you for listening and good night. <laughs> Wait, we got to do rapid fire. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm terrified. Okay, great. Rapid fire question time. Hit me. Hit me. All right. So let's start off with cottage on the beach or a cabin in the woods. Cabin in the woods. You're the first guest who's ever said that. I'm the that. first? Yeah. Well, and I've by the way, I've asked this question to friends. You're the first friend, too, that's ever said that. That's absurd. That's such an obvious answer on the beach. I Cottage on the beach. By the way, you can own, you're can. you owning this property. I own a cottage. I'm a cabin over a cottage all the time. Okay. 
I love the beach. I love the water, but I'm an introvert and I love walls and comfort and security. Oh, and I really? look out this hot. <laughs> Same. Can you tell? So what would your answer be? Cottage on the beach. No, you're I'm insane. a cancer. I'm a little crap. I'm a cancer. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes, this is why we're to be wed. Yes. God. Uh, give me that cabin. Let's live okay. in it together. Uh, I do. Lo I, I love a cabin in the woods. Yes. Do you have, uh, I just have to ask to elaborate, specific woods you'd want the cabin in? Oh, oh, no. I mean, a rainforest kind of woods or like an alpine like like vancouver vancouver oh, yeah. canada alpine throw me in the depths of a, a canadian forest hit me with a fresh breeze and like some crisp oh, just air and i want to then... move to canada so bad <gasps> you really should it's really beautiful and great and there's I love less it. trump there sorry sure. i made it political oops oopsie <laughs> i love trudeau vote, vote now vote now is it too late i hope you voted yeah i can't so celebrity crush female Oh, okay. I'm so checked out with celebrity everything. So I feel like I'm going to tell you someone who's like a celebrity in like 1995. That's totally fine. It could be a... Oh, uh, Halle Berry is like a lifetime... Oh, still super relevant. She's... I mean, no, yes. And I didn't mean that about her. She just popped into my head. Gorgeous, inspirational, so talented. Have you seen John Wick 3? Oh, the dude that's mad that his dog died, right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I haven't I mean, seen it. Those movies should be terrible, and, then... and somehow they're not. And Keanu Reeves is a legend because The Matrix is the best movie ever made. But Halle Berry is it. in the third one, and she is not only incredible; she kicks ass. Really, icon. He's so still gorgeous and beautiful, fighting for the dog. He's he's something's got him going. It's all and about that's that. the root. That's the root. Wow. Yeah, Halle. So I'm assuming your celebrity male crush would be Keanu. No, I didn't. No. He's delicious. He's a, though. He's no. He's at the you don't find Keanu Reeves attractive? No, absolutely not. I have the utmost respect for him, and I no. What? Not with a barge pole. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? I think he is so attractive. Not. Have you mm -hmm. seen him in Something's Got to Give? He's like the hot doctor. Have you seen him today in life? Mm, yeah, I'm into it. Okay, and no disrespect, Keanu, because he's listening. No yeah, disrespect. He loves the show. I love him, but no, he's not. He's not. <laughs> he can't get enough. He no. The answer is no. Who he's, then? And I'm sure he doesn't care about that. Who? I don't know. If I knew this, I wouldn't There's... be here. I would be DMing them like crazy no. and being like, "Please." There has to be an actor in Hollywood. I no actors. There has to be okay. You could say Nelson Mandela, whatever, <laughs> whoever you connect with. <laughs> I fucking I, bitch for <laughs> I just threw it. Nelson my freaking dead. Is that who you want? You're like who's dead and like <laughs> if your belly button was an actual button, what would you make <laughs> that button do? It can do anything. This belly button has like magic powers. What would you make it do? I would make it uh, tell me yes or no for difficult decisions I can't make, like in life. Do you find yourself to be indecisive? Yeah, I'm a mix of impulsive and indecisive. Interesting. I will err on impulsion if I can't make a decision, so I just stop time wasting. Great. Yeah. That's the best but way I to handle that. If I'm like, oh, I don't know, or if it was like, uh, some dude is like, hey, come with me, and some other dude is like, oh, let's hang out. I'm like, oh, fuck, which is the right one? Boom. Done. Marriage. Wow. Or whatever. Civil union. Thanks, Popey. <laughs> what is your love language? Uh, I believe that got, I am. I'll go physical touch, acts of service, words of affirmation, gifts, and quality time. Acts of service, not gifts, not physical touch. Gifts and physical touch are the bottom for me. Yeah. You look surprised. I am surprised. Acts of service. Uh, as in what I, how I express or how I like to receive. How you like to receive. Acts of service, words of affirmation. What's the fifth one? Uh, Sex. Quality time. Quality time. Oh, quality time. I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. Those three. All right. Uh, acts of service is my main one. I think because it was the one that I was... Uh, seems the most lacking in my last relationship. So I was like, oh, that would be nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. But that, what's yours? Uh, my number one is gifts. And I was going to say as a joke, because I knew it would be true. Really? Yes. It is. That's not a bad thing. They're all fucking great things. I love gifts. Okay. But, I, but honestly. I feel like I need to get you something. 
I, but for me, like you remembering that I love like flaming hot Cheetos, that's a win. I, I like the, the most thoughtful things. Right. It doesn't have to be of You're particular right. value. That's why I like acts of service. It's an opportunity to demonstrate thoughtfulness. I guess mine is sort of that too, acts of service. Right. But gifts. Uh, and Maybe then, they just labeled it wrong. And then physical touch. Favorite movie that makes you laugh? Oh, God. Uh, it's not really a movie. It's just like lots of different stand-up things. I love watching stand-up. It makes me so comfortable. One of your favorite comedians? Right now, I'm watching a lot of Sebastian Maniscalco. Oh, hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah. He's and not the kind of funny I think I'd normally... Not the kind of like uh, masculine energy I think I'd normally relate to and find funny, but... They, he's softened, though, with his daughters. It makes uh, him funny. Love that. Cute. Yeah. So cute. I've been following him for years. He's really good. He's great. Uh, last binge-worthy show you were obsessed with? Uh, Euphoria. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Loved it. Go-to cocktail at a bar? Whiskey smash. No one knows what it is. If you could be reincarnated into an animal, what would you be? Oh, what a beautiful question. Uh, I feel like my spirit animal is an antelope. I got that on, a, <laughs> on like an animal card once. I had a spiritual reading at the Melrose Trading Post Markets, and it came up with antelope, and I, I welcome it. I accept it. Or, or something that flies. I love that something that flies. Okay, you didn't like antelope. No, I respect it. You're prey, but I mean, I feel like antelope are prey? just hunted. I just feel like antelope are put on this earth to be eaten. Th that is a very carnivorous view of the world, <laughs> and uh, that's okay. We're gonna go to Doomies and you we'll feed figure it out. The lions. <laughs> no, I just I've watched I've watched so many like little safari things and it's like the oh, antelope is like that will the do chipotle that. of lions but they're for gentle lions. and sweet and kind they are and uh full of wisdom and they beautiful like beautiful animals exactly they're part of a nutritious cycle they do hit me with it circle of life that's it it's the circle, circle of life i'm gonna end it right there i'm not gonna say that word. beautiful little ending note from you <laughs> great elliot thank you for being the best guest. No, thank you for. I'm again. I'm so proud of you. This is my That's new favorite sweet. podcast, and I listen to 25. They're all news, but this is my new, is the nice only thing I would listen to that's not news. Wow, I'm proud of you. I love you. I love you, know you this, too. And thank you for having me. Thank you guys for listening to today's episode of The Low Show. I hope you enjoyed it. I was thinking to myself, this entire year has just been a lot to unpack physically, emotionally, spiritually, just draining. I looked at myself in the mirror the other day and I was like, holy shit, Lo, my God, this 2020 is taking a toll on your face. I'm 31, but I felt 51 looking in the mirror just because I hadn't slept very much. I wasn't drinking a lot of water. And I'm like, damn, I need to like get myself like in tip top shape. What the hell's going on? I'm looking a little haggard. I felt like Charlize Theron in Monster. Not cute. Angelina Jolie in Girl Interrupted not the look I want to go for, you know? So anyway, that being said, I want to do an episode on aging and, and how to stop the hands of aging. So I decided I'm going to have one of the best skincare, dermatology, esthetician, anti-aging experts on the podcast. We're going to talk about the number one mistake we're all making with our skin, the best drugstore finds for beauty on a budget. We're just going to talk about everything, how to take care of ourselves, the, the best tips and tricks. I need all the love on this face right now. I got a lot of work to do. So that's going to be next week's episode. Until then, I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. Thank you guys for listening. Also for the subscribing and the reviews. I appreciate it so much. I read every review and all the DMs. Thank you for those too. You can follow me on Instagram. Keep the conversation going and flowing. Style LVR. That's S-T-Y-L-E-L-V-R. And also every comment, every five-star rating, it makes a huge difference. So thank you for doing that. This little podcast, my God, little engine that could. We're doing it, fam. We're still plugging away. This is episode five. My God, I can't believe we're still floating on down the river, the shit river. <laughs> anyway, I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. Stay hydrated, putas, because I know you're thirsty. I love you, and I'm out. We keep it moving. Yeah, we do.